Hello, and welcome to 9 to 5 Fitness, a podcast about how to incorporate a healthy lifestyle into a 9 to 5 work week, presented by Sunny Health and Fitness. And this episode is brought to you by the Asuna Treadmill Workstation Desk. I'm Sunny Trainer Sydney, and today I am so excited to introduce our special guest, Brian Clay, 2008 Olympic Games gold medalist and 2004 Olympic Games silver medalist in the decathlon, a two-day track and field event where competitors complete 10 total events and compete literally for the title of greatest athlete in the world. Today, Brian will be sharing more of his story with us and details about his latest business venture, Eat the Frog Gyms, which incorporate technology, science, and his seasoned fitness philosophy for an incredibly personalized and effective way to train. All right, so for anyone who doesn't know who Brian is, would you mind just giving us a little brief overview of who you are and what you've been up to? Yeah, so um, of course, like you said, my name is Brian Clay. I did uh, the decathlon, which is a track and field event, uh, 10 events over two days and uh, competed in the 2004 Olympics and the 2008 Olympics, where I won silver in 2004 and gold in 2008. Which is crazy because they say the decathlon, you're competing for the greatest athlete in the world. Like that's your title, right? (laughs) Yeah, you get a really cool title. The thing that's so cool about the title is they only give out two titles in all of the Olympics, um, winter or summer, and that's basically the world's fastest man, which, you know, of course, that goes to the fastest person that wins 100 meters. And then the other one is the world's greatest athlete, which goes to the person that wins the decathlon, um, which I did. And so I get to call myself, you know, at least now <laughs> the former world's greatest athlete, which is kind of fun. Yeah, so fun. And for those of you guys who don't know, Brian was also my college track coach. You made me work really hard, (laughs) but every day was really fun. And I think your attitude towards fitness and training in general is just the best. And it really made my love for fitness in general grow. So thanks to you for that. Cool. Well, thank you. I wish I wish we were still, you know, back in the good old days where we were doing all that stuff. I know, right? Some days I'm like sitting at work and I'm like, dang, I wish I was at practice right now, which in the moment I never thought I would say, but now I'm like, dang, I missed that. Yeah. I always tell people, you know, it was fun until it became a job. Right. And then once it becomes a job, you're like, I have to go do this. (laughs) Um, And then you get done with it and you're like, crap, I wish I could go work out again. It was so much fun. So, you know, I think that's a natural kind of way that things happen with fitness but um you know just like everything in life there's seasons and and in in certain seasons you work out hard and other seasons you don't and you know yeah for sure so when you were working out for the olympics like what did your average day of training look like like how many hours a day was that yeah so for me uh you know working out was somewhere around six or seven hours a day um it was typically five to six days a week um that included everything from, uh, let's see, um, going to the weight room and doing two hours of weights every morning or, you know, four times a week. Um, and then we would do things like, you know, just out of the track work. So event work. So whether it was pole vault or javelin or discus or the hundred meters, you know, sprint training or, or, um, cardiovascular training or just general strength. I mean, 
we were always working on our craft, trying to get better and better and better um, because we knew that we were going to be tested um, more than, than, you know, any, anything we could ever imagine. And so we wanted to be ready for, for everything and anything. Right. Which like, I can't even imagine because for me, like just doing one event, you know, that was already a lot, but training for 10 events, like that's so involved. You know, it's, I, you know, the, the physical side of it is, is brutal, right? It's, it's, it's tough. Um, you're constantly tearing your body down. You're, you're working so hard that you, you know, you show up to the track and you, you know that you're going to push yourself beyond, um, you know, a comfortable place. I mean, I, I think that's the difference is like now when I work out, I, I just work out to be comfortable, right? Like, I'm like, ah, this is nice. I don't want to hurt. And so I just work out and it's fun. But, but when you're doing what we were doing for so long, you know, you, you're going to take your place yourself to a place that, that is no longer fun. Right. right. And, and, and you, you have know, to. Exactly. And you know that ahead of time. Right. And so while the physical side is tough, it's the mental side that is so, so difficult because who knowingly puts themselves in an uncomfortable position. And I would even say like more than an uncomfortable position, like who knowingly and willingly knows that the, that whatever they're about to do is going to make them throw up. It's going to have them laid out on the track, feeling like their heart's going to explode, like they're hyperventilating, um, that, you know, they're cramping up, they're curled up in a ball. Um, and, <laughs> and, and it just feels like absolute hell. And, and you know, that's coming. And then you, willingly go yeah i'm gonna do that and i'm gonna try to make it hurt even worse because i'm gonna give it everything i have like nobody does that anywhere in any profession no um, other than in sports Um, and so so mentally there's so much that goes on in preparation for something like that that um i think it's it's a foreign world to, to most people yeah that mental aspect like you just have to be so strong so yeah absolutely because like it's so hard mentally like how did you stay motivated throughout that whole entire time I mean you're training for the Olympics for four years each time you know I'm gonna be honest with everybody like I look back on my training and I sometimes I think to myself like oh my gosh how did I do that it's mind-boggling to me now to to think back and, and and think about the fact that I was training for you know five six seven hours a day for you know 18 years or not 18 years but you know for over 20 years if you take from the time that I was little you know through college and through my professional career but at least 12 years um professionally I don't know it was important to me um yeah and I think I think that's something that you 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 know you have to start with I mean to me the bottom line in any fitness journey you know, and, and I, have to, I have to back this up with, with a little different thought, but the bottom line in any fitness journey is, do you want it bad enough? That's, that's it. Like, if you're trying to lose weight, if you want to be better, if you want to win a gold medal, if you want to run the mile in nine, you know, eight or nine minutes, if you, whatever it is, like, do you want it bad enough? Like, do you really want it? Because I think if you really want it, then, then the sacrifice of what it's going to take to get there won't matter. Right. Right. And so you've got to really, really want it. And I, and I, throughout my career, I've just found out whether it was coaching athletes, you know, working through my own stuff or coaching people trying to lose weight. What I found is like some people, they like the sound of it, 
you know, like, oh, I, I want to get fit. Oh, I want to be able to run an eight-minute mile. Oh, I want to be able to, to, to do a marathon or I want to lose weight. The sound of it sounds really good, but when, when you really dig deep and you ask them if they really want it, the answer is no. They don't really want it. They, there are other things that are more important. Now, I say that, and I know it's super harsh sounding, and, you know, people are always like, people like my wife, Sarah, will always be like, are you kidding me? Like, that's just, you can't, like, that's just wrong. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, listen, I get it. But on the flip side of that, it's not a bad thing to say, listen, this is not my priority right now in life, right? right. I mean, there are times, and that's why I say fitness comes in, and the motivation for fitness comes in, in, in waves. Um, there are seasons of life where you're going to be more dedicated and more motivated than, than other seasons in life. Um, and so I always tell people, now that I have my own fitness company and all that kind of stuff, I always tell people, listen, fitness is about a quality of life. It's not about running a mile in a certain time or being a certain size or fitting into a certain, you know, uh, size dress or looking a certain way. That's not fitness. Fitness is, um, is your physical ability holding you back from your desired quality of life. So what I always tell you is, can you carry your kids without, um, without being out of breath, right? Or having to put them down. Could you chase after your kid, your two-year-old before they darted out into the street? Can you jump in a 5k with a group of friends because everybody decided they wanted to do this, um, turkey trot, you know, for, for Thanksgiving? Can you, go on a hike with your with your buddies because they want to go and hike to the top of this mountain because they just thought it would be fun <laughs> can you play a pick a basketball game with your son or daughter um you know those are the right. things can you, can you lift your suitcase above your head and put it in the overhead bin you know those are the <laughs> things that create memories in life those are the things that that give your life the, you give you a higher quality of life being able to do the things that you want to do um, and so I always say, if your physical fitness is holding you back from that, then we should talk. If you can do all the things that you want to do in life, then, then you might just be fine. Um, yeah. but, but you have to look at everything. And, and, and by looking at your quality of life, you've got to decide, is my fitness more important than this or more important than that? Um, and so for a lot of moms, I'll talk to them and I'll say, listen, in your season of life, and I say this to my wife as well. I know you want to lose weight. I know you say these types of things. I know you want to get fit. I know you have these fitness goals. But but the truth of the matter is, is that in your life right now, when it comes to your priorities, you have prioritized your family above your own fitness needs. And we see that happen a lot for moms, right? And, oh, yeah. and what I would say is, listen, that's okay for a season. If you're in a season right now where your family comes first, I, I, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. now, that's not to say that you shouldn't try to fit in some time for yourself and to take care of yourself. Yes, absolutely. You should. But if it's, if it's, if, if fitting fitness in is decreasing from your quality of life, if it's taking away from your quality of life, then I think you've got to reevaluate. So that's all. That's all. I, I totally so agree. I was going to mention tough, too. But, yeah. I remember when you were my coach and kind of just like mentoring me mentally through a lot of things too, at the same time, I remember just watching you and Sarah and the kids and how you interacted with them and how I feel like even though, you know, you were super busy and you would tell me about times like back when you were training for the Olympics, I just remember that you were extremely intentional about creating balance in your life. 
And even though like you were sacrificing a lot of time for the Olympics and a lot of your effort and energy, like I remember you telling me how you always made time to have lunch with Sarah a priority, which I thought was so cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really important because the bottom line is when you get to the end of your goal, when you finally achieve your goal, let's just say your goal is to lose, you know, 20 pounds and you want to look amazing in your bathing suit. Now, I'm not saying that's what everybody wants to do. I'm just saying, like, let's use that as an example. But there's going to be some sacrifice and some work that goes into making that happen. Now, what I always tell people is when you get to your goal, what you've got to ask yourself is when I finally get to where I'm going, will it be worth the price that I paid? And if, if you get to that goal and you lose all the weight and you look amazing in your bathing suit and you feel great about yourself, but you turn around and you look and your, your husband's mad or your wife's mad and, and she's left and your kids are upset because you've sacrificed them for it, um, you know, and you ask yourself, is it worth that? And your answer is no. Well, then it doesn't matter how you look and it doesn't matter how much weight you lost. The things that are important to you won't be there anymore. And, and, and so your quality of life will, will be not what you want it to be, um, even though you, you've met the fitness goals that you're looking for. And so that's why, to me, it's, it's, it really is about kind of having this holistic approach to fitness and looking at your desired quality of life and figuring out what your priorities are in the season of life that you're in and making decisions based on that. Um, fitness is, is so important for, so, for, for all of us, but not at the expense of um, you know, some of the other things that we might hold above that in our, in our lives. And, and we see people all the time who get this flipped, right. That sacrifice their fitness or their looks or, or all those things. They work hard to, to get a certain way, but then they're alone. Yeah. Right. For or, sure. or it causes them to go down a path. Um, like you know, an unhealthy that, path. That they, yeah. yeah. That they never should have gone down. So, so it's just important to, to not let it consume you but to to let it make you better yeah absolutely I feel like that balance and perspective is so important so okay you kind of mentioned your gyms just slightly earlier and I really want to hear a little bit more about what you're doing like I've been watching and it seems really cool so can you tell me just a little bit about eat the frog fitness what is it what's the point what are you doing yeah so yeah, exactly. For sure. We started, a, 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 I say we, it's myself and a, my business partner, um, Joe Culver, but we started a, um, a, a fitness franchise. And so uh, we sell franchises across the U.S. and Canada now. We've, we're growing really rapidly, um, but we're now kind of hitting that um, the ramp up where we've got 20 locations. Uh, we've got two locations in Canada. Um, we uh, are hoping to have 75 locations right now. We're projecting to have 75 locations over by the end of the year. Um, it's it's just going crazy. But but the whole premise of, of what um, we've built is is really this idea of quality of life. Um, it, it is, you know, again, I, I kind of tried to come up with my own definition of, of fit, because I think when you have your definition of fit and it's something that people can buy into, then all of a sudden they can sell out for for this particular goal because it's relatable to them. It's achievable. Um, and it's something that you're you're that's not like. I got there and now I'm done, but it, but it becomes a part of their lifestyle. Um, and that's why we, we talk about this quality of life aspect of, of being fit. So um, 
we started this franchise. It's called Eat the Frog Fitness. It's based on a famous quote from Mark Twain, um, or at least Mark Twain's been given credit for the quote. But it's <laughs> it's something to the effect of it's, if it's your job to eat a frog, um, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. Um, and then there's another part that comes in that says if your job is to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest one first. And it's it's all about <laughs> this idea of not procrastinating. Um, and so I look at it from an athletic standpoint, which is as an athlete, um, we just talked about it. We know that it, it's going to hurt, right? We know that we're going to hit hurdles. We know that we're going to have challenges that we have to overcome. And, and we can't afford to push those off and say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. You just can't. Right. You've got to like hit it. Yeah. You've got to execute on that. Um, and, and because you know that that is going to have the biggest impact on your career. Well, your frog for a lot of people outside of the athletic world, I say is fitness. It's the one area in your life that is so important. that can have the biggest impact on your quality of life. And yet we, we tend to push it off and say, Oh, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll work out tomorrow. Um, and so what we try to talk to everybody about is really taking this mantra um, and implementing it of eating the frog and implementing it into their entire life um, and making it a, a lifestyle as opposed to just a saying. Um, and, and fitness is where they start with that. Um, and so you'll hear our members talk about eating the frog in their business. Uh, they'll, they'll talk about it in their families, with their kids. Um, and then they'll come to the, to the studio and they'll work out in the studio um, because they know that that's an area that they need to eat the frog in as well. Um, we're a small group fitness uh, training facility. So you come in, there are, you know, 24 people to a, to a session. Um, they're able to work out with a coach. Uh, one of the unique things about us is that we're also 24 hours. And so uh, in non-peak classes or, or session times, we will um, uh, do what we call our virtually led coach sessions. And so we have a big IMAX screen in the front of both sides of the room. And, and that basically tells you how to use all the equipment, what you're doing, where to go. And, and it leads the whole workout. We have this animation that leads the whole workout for you. Um, so it makes it a lot of fun and people love it. Um, but, but during a coach class, you'll also, you'll have that same experience, but you'll also have a live coach in there as well. So uh, that makes it a lot of fun. The music and the lights dim and everything goes together and it, it's all one amazing experience. And then, um, and then we just focus on creating like an unbelievable community. And so a lot of people, that come here, you know, you'll hear them talk about how it feels like a family. Um, you know, these people, yeah. um, you know, we know their names, we know their kids' names, we know uh, where they live, where they work, um, and and they really look at this as a place to come, you know, see people they know and, and connect with people they know and, and, you know, reach their fitness goals together. I really love that. It sounds like a community of people that's really, like, taking responsibility for what they want to accomplish, which is awesome. Like, I feel like that's what we had on a track team. Like, it's really a team working together. That's super cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's exactly the same as that. Um, you know, nobody wants to go out and work out by themselves. It's, you know, it's, it's tough, you know. Um, but, you know, if you can create a great uh, community around it, it, it's much more manageable. And so that's kind of what we've done. Um, and then we brought some, you know, what we would call our athletic inspired uh, workouts and regimens. So taking the things that 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 I did and that I learned as I trained, you know, in my career and bringing elements of those into our workouts, bringing the science 
of working out into our workout so that it's not just this cookie cutter workout of the day, um, but it's actually workouts that have been thought through. Um, and then as you kind of enter into our whole process, we do fit assessments and we make sure that, you know, you as a individual have a plan to work out that is going to help you reach your individual goals. Not, you know, telling you to do the same thing as everybody else whenever you want to and however you want to. And if you do that, you'll all reach your fitness goals. Uh, that's the rest of the fitness industry right now. Um, but that's not us. And, you know, so we really take pride in the personalization of our studios and our workout plans and, and how we meet our members. We use a lot of technology and, and all of that to make it easy and accessible and, and achievable for our members. Um, and we have a good time. That's so cool. I feel like that personalization is really important just because everybody's different and everybody comes to it at different levels. So that's cool that they can all like come together and achieve fitness goals that are really based on them personally. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Okay. So thanks so much for joining me today. Do you have anything else you want to share? You know, I, listen, I, I enjoy doing this stuff. So I appreciate you having me on the show. Um, I look forward to hopefully being able to connect with some of your listeners. I, I think everybody can always follow me on, you know, Instagram or Facebook if they want to somehow get in touch or if they want to just kind of see what life is like for me. Uh, if you're expecting to get on my Instagram and Facebook and see a bunch of fitness photos of me just working out and selfies of me, you know, lifting weights, like that's just not going to be what you're going to see. You're going to see exactly what we talked about earlier. You're going to see a balanced life. Uh, somebody that, you know, loves his family, uh, wants to be there and be the best dad and husband he could possibly while also uh, keeping up an active and healthy lifestyle. And so those are the types of things that you're going to see on my site. Um, but but I, I love connecting with people there. So feel free to follow me and reach out. And yeah, that's about it. I love it. And I'll definitely be linking to all of Brian's social accounts and the website and everything like that. So you guys will have it easy to go check him out and give him a follow. So awesome. So excited to see where this goes for you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. No problem. Thank you. If you guys want to follow along with Brian or learn more about his gyms, check out his Instagram. His handle is Brian Clay or check out the Brian Clay fan page on Facebook. Or you can check out Eat the Frog Gyms on their website, eatthefrogfitness.com. This episode is sponsored by the Asuna 9700 Treadmill Workstation Desk. Performance meets productivity with this sleek treadmill designed with 40 levels of incline. Work and exercise at the same time when you place your computer, tablet, or documents on the sizable onboard desk. We want to thank you for joining us at 9to5Fitness. Hope you enjoyed the show and learned something useful to help you on your journey to a healthy lifestyle. If you want to learn more about this topic and other useful fitness tips, check out our show notes or visit us at sunnyhealthfitness.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and TikTok. Thanks so much for listening in, guys. We will see you next time.